Hello, this is Chris from We Hate Bards. I'd just like to thank you for listening to our podcast. And if you like what you hear, we have plenty of more podcast material on iTunes, or you can check our website at wehatebardspodcast.com. If you like what you hear, head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. If you want to join any of our games, you can look us up on Meetup at We Hate Bards. Membership is always free, and we have games going pretty much all week. If you want to support us and throw a little coin our way, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash wehatebards. Backers will receive early release podcasts and custom content, including homebrew games, custom modules, and more. So thanks again for listening. And now, on to the podcast. You're listening to the fine We Hate Bards podcast. And tonight... It's just me, again, for other solo quests. Uh, this is Chris, by the way, uh, tonight, and we're going to continue our adventure um, in the second part of The Lost City of the Dwarves, a Path of Legends free mini-adventure. The other one was free, too, as well. So there was three of these adventures uh, kind of set the stage for, like, the, the main book coming out. Um, I did the first one uh, with uh, Fred the Mighty, which I'm going to continue playing. And uh, he leveled up to level 2 now, so Fred the Mighty level 2. Now, let me say something about this. So I, you have to roll for hit points, and I rolled out of d10, I rolled a 1. So Fred the Mighty currently has, um, with his constitution bonus, a 15 for hit points, which is awful. So that's not great. Um, also, doesn't have any magic gear. Uh, got a buttload of potions um, and uh, a bunch of... Uh, weapons so we're gonna be continuing this in the second one um this is also uh by mr uh christopher j.a young um if you're uh, like what you hear on this podcast um you can find um his stuff on drive through rpg press or uh amazon i believe you can also get a hardback copy of the book and this part is called uh interim so let's go to of course and of course it, it, it like you know if you're playing this one first it lists on like how to make a character da, 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 da. we'll skip all that stuff so starting out the adventure continues oh and before we start out i'm going to open this uh nice lacroix uh sparkling water which i bought today which i'm very excited about um you know gotta have some product placement even though they're not paying me for it uh some coffee exotica because man it is hot in this room right now Ooh, let's take a taste of that. Mm, I don't know. I mean, it does taste like coffee. Mm, I don't know. We'll see. But I'll be drinking this bad boy uh, uh, in between takes. If I remember the last one, there was a lot of reading. Uh, a lot, a lot of reading in between um, stuff. So this is like kind of the anti-adventure module solo adventure modules use them it's like you read like a paragraph then you fight you read a paragraph then you fight then you read a paragraph then you fight this one's like all right you read six pages and then another six pages then you're gonna fight so mm, let's uh begin so it says the adventure continues so eric the mighty a few months ago you decided to leave your old life behind in a whim you weren't really expecting to find a lost city on your way to town on mountain view Yet here you are, standing in a genuine dwarven gatehouse, after taking part of the biggest adventure of your life. The earthquake didn't even last for a full minute, but it was enough to seal off the cavern through which you originally entered the lost city of the dwarves. Mm, it sucks. It also claimed the life of your dwarven friend, Treader. Oh yeah, I remember that. Uh, when he lured the goblin army into that same cavern, the quake caused the gatehouse portcullis to come crashing down, cutting you off from the rest of the city beyond. Without the main gate to the outside world being, uh, with the main gate to the outside world being non-functional, it would seem that you've been trapped here for the rest of your life. Well, I don't think so. Otherwise, it wouldn't be a module. 
A shower of debris came down from the gatehouse ceiling, cracked open, but for one bonfire managed to stay lit, giving you some light to look around the former goblin headquarters. When half of their army split off, uh, headed deeper into the Dwarven City, on the other side of the closed portcullis, they must have taken the best equipment with them. All that you can rummage together is some rope with a grappling hook and a bunch of odds and ends. So I'm, you better believe I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write that down. So uh, rope and grappling hook. Okay. Uh, and a bunch of odds and ends, and a piecemeal suit of goblin armor, plus three. Ooh, ooh, that is a bit better than uh, your studded leather tunic you were wearing. You're darn right it is. So I'm going to put leather tunic down here. Oh, wait, hold on. They usually make you, like, throw your armor away so you don't have all this stuff. So I can't, like, pack wrap my, my life away here. So uh, it's better than your leather armor you're wearing. Now that all of your action is over, you start to uh, sink in just how tired you are. You throw some scrap wood on the remaining bonfire, find some bedding that doesn't stink like a goblin, has been farting on it for a year, and curl up uh, by the fire for well-deserved sleep. You're now second level. Update your character sheet to indicate the level increase, which I did. I've got one more hit point. Um, I'm going to change my armor to, uh, I'll pull a goblin mail. Goblin mail. I get a plus three, and that gives my AC up to plus 15 okay 15 hit points that uh so let's see we run down to my character sheet so uh strength 18 dex 13 constitution 16 base attack bonus plus two now what i have um available to me is a hunting bow hunting knife rusty short sword hand axe and a fancy jewel dagger um i'm gonna be using the hand axe almost exclusively uh because it gives me a d6 so some distant noises rouse you from your deep slumber. The bonfires burn down to a pile of dimly glowing embers. But you freeze with panic as you look past the coals to the portcullis on the wall. There's a pair of figures on the other side. A couple of hobgoblins with torches are looking into the gatehouse, investigating after the quake. And they seem surprised at what they find. You may be perfectly still and try to blend in with the rest of the wreckage that is strewn about this enormous cavern while listening to the mumbles and grumbles. They weren't expecting to be locked out of their own headquarters, and they are equally puzzled by its look of abandonment. It isn't clear what they are saying, but they end their visit by yelling into the gatehouse several times. When it's clear that they won't be getting responses, they turn around and head back to where they came from. Ooh. You are safe now, but you realize you have no idea where uh, any of the goblins will return, or where the goblins are and when they will return. You know what they would do if you realized that somebody was in here. You lie in the dark wondering what to do next. Knowing the fire would surely raise the goblin's suspicion but you can't spend the rest of your life in this cold, dark cavern, no matter how amazing it would be. Discovering this place was exciting at first, but now you feel more trapped than ever. It wasn't so bad when Treader was here, but being on your own is no fun at all. While lying in the dark and staring hopelessly at the dying coals, you wish your dwarven friend was still around. Ooh, I can see some foreshadowing coming. He would know uh, what to do in a situation like this. Closing your eyes, you try to imagine what Treader would do to get out of the situation. It's just then you notice a quiet, distant tapping sound that seems to be echoing and collapsing the cavern. The sound comes and goes, but it's soon clear the noise isn't natural. Somebody's banging on something against a rock, and you think that it is someone has survived the avalanche of stones that came crashing down during the earthquake. It could be a goblin that managed to get away from the worst of the collapse. It could be, but if anyone could be alive, disaster would be Treader. You light your last torch and warm embers uh, by the warm embers and head into the collapsed cavern, slowly picking your way between the piles of rock and rumble rubble uh, that come crashing down. The central part of the kid's cavern where uh, Treader had lured the goblin army is completely buried under an avalanche of boulders that used to be the cavern ceiling. Uh, I, I imagine, you know, it's like a Gallagher show. I mean, there's just gore everywhere from all the rocks that fell on these goblins. 
Uh, but that is it, you know, we're keeping this, you know, PG, PG-13. Uh, after a few minutes of walking through the unfinished streets that you were carved by dwarven children, you arrive at a set of buildings which did not fare well during the tremor. Then only stops as you approach one room building in particular. Only after examining the pile of wreckage, you hear a hopeful voice. Oh, here he is. My friend, is that really you? It takes a few seconds for you to locate the space between the rocks where you see the dwarf, and neither of you could be happier about this unexpected reunion. Unfortunately, Joy's moment passes when it becomes clear that Treader is trapped on the other side of some very big rocks uh, that you have no hope of moving. Even a giant couldn't budge the rocks of stone that came down in this building. And you ask Treader how he got trapped in there in the first place. There was a tunnel beneath the tower from which I was blowing the horn, he tells you, sounding a little out of breath. I managed to get into it in time, but when I emerged here, the whole place came down on me. I must have uh, been struck on the head because I don't remember anything after that. When I woke in this, this prison, uh, my situation seemed dire. But I've been trying to chip away uh, at it ever since. And despite the situation, a smile returns the dwarf's face as he looks at the small space of you. And you, are you alright? You tell him that you're fine and relieve the situation you're facing in the guardhouse. Tedder seems glad about uh, being sealed off from the city and the remaining goblin army. It is then that something occurs to him. The old city, he exclaims. There might be hope yet. He quickly tells you that while most of the dwarves had moved out of the older sector of the city, there were still some families living uh, there when the invasion started. Once his family had an unusual artifact, an axe that could cut through stone. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, the ruins on the blade allowed you to slice through rock like it was mud. And if you could find the axe, you could cut Treader out free. The question whether it would be uh, still be here after all this time, Treader assures you that the chances are good. Aside from its ability to cut through the, uh, the stone, the axe was enchanted in, uh, the axe was enchanted any other way. It's the last weapon that you take into battle. The owner would leave it uh, embedded in the cavern wall until it was needed. And I'm sure, pretty sure that he and his family were away when the invasion happened. You were about to ask why it wouldn't be in goblin hands right now, but Treader continues his story. Our runes only activate for dwarves, so the goblins wouldn't be able to remove the axe from the stone where he left it. But as far as I know, humans can activate our runes as well. Yeah, those filthy goblins. They don't know nothing. Ah. Look of despair, uh, look of desperate hope in Treader's eyes tells you that this is the only chance you have to save him. Besides, with an axe and cut through stone, you would no longer be trapped in the mountain. He gives you directions to the family's home at the far edge of the old city, and and then starts to chuckle to himself for no apparent reason, because he's insane. You look at your friend and wonder if he got hit in the head a little harder than you thought, then he manages to let you in on the joke. It's funny, because his name is Clay. <laughs> it's not that funny. It's not a funny treader. <laughs> you simply look and wonder if he's forgotten about the severity of your situation. Get it? <laughs> he says between small bursts of laughter, the axe cuts the rocks like mud, and the guy who owns it is named... But the laughing continues before he can finish the sentence. You can only shake your head and assume this is some sort of dwarven humor. Uh, once he is done, he reminds you that this is uh, one small glitch in the plan. The closed portals is keeping you from the entire uh, from entering the city. Unless there is another secret passage to get out of the gatehouse, you'll need to come up with a different plan. Treader regains his composure, and now it, it's his turn to shake his head at you. My friend, he says with a smile, this is the city of dwarves. There's always a secret passage. Turn to page 15. Okay. Hmm. Back at the gatehouse, you make sure the coast is clear before sneaking over to one of many of the guard rooms in this massive chamber. On the far wall, the specified room is a large carving of a hammer and a disc, which is uh, really a hidden door. Dwarves' words have been carved around the disc, which Treaders told means stay your arms before entering, but otherwise could tell you no more. Children were not allowed in these uh, rooms, so we never actually saw the patch get used. Ooh, ooh, it's a puzzle. So if you turn the disc to the, uh, uh, so the hammerhead is up, 32. You want to turn this and the hammerhead is the left, 
7061, hammerhead at the bottom, hammerhead to the right. Okay, so let's read this again. So what does it say? It says, uh, stay your arms before entering. So if I stay my arms down and I'm holding it, it would be to the left? Uh, hold on. Or, or I'm going to say down. You know what? I'm going to say down. Uh, is the hammer's at the bottom. Turn to page 53. I'm going to say to the bottom. That seems like the most thing. So, you rotate the hammer, push the door open, reveal a hidden passage behind the wall. Boom! boom, boom, boom. You better believe it. Uh, stairs climb. Actually, that wasn't that impressive. That was that was just dumb luck. Uh, stairs climb up around you as you walk through the narrow passage that ends at another round door. Unsure of what's on the other side, you open it carefully to get your first glimpse of the ancient city. Roll for surprise. Succeed, turn to page 41. Uh, but if you are surprised, turn to page 60. Okay, so surprise again. Um, so I surprise on a 1 and a 2, and 4, 5, and 6, I, I fail. So I fail. So I go to page 60. Uh, da, 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 da. Unfortunately, when you open the door, there's a goblin staring back at you. He charges before you can get out of the passage. He gets one free attack while you're fumbling with your weapon. Oh, eat it, eat it. Okay, so they attack me. Um, so they gotta get about 15. He's got a plus zero. And he hits like a jerk. Uh, D6. He only does one point of damage. Uh, so I got, I'll do 15 right here. And I'll put, th I'll put like 15. And then he hit me 14. Alright, now it's time to roll initiative. So I get, I forget, it's just my dex, isn't it, for initiative? It's been a little bit since I played this game, so let's see here. I believe it's just my uh, dexterity uh, duh, 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 to hit. Yeah, so it's just my dexterity. So so he gets nothing. He gets an 18 again. My goodness. I get an 18, but I got a plus one, so I get a 19. Screw that goblin. All right, his AC is 14. I get a plus five to hit. And I just make it. And you better believe I'm using the hand axe and we're going to go to town. Uh, two plus three is five. And I just go to town his face until it is, you know, just shreds of meat. Uh, if I survive, turn to page 19. Oh, I did. I filleted that goblin. Okay, turn to page 19. So the passage ends in a narrow ledge that gives you an impressive view of the old city. Fire burns in the streets far below. We, we, we didn't get to, like, strip the goblin of anything. Uh, and you see hundreds of goblins, hobgoblins, even larger human humanoids milling about. Judging from the state of the buildings nearest you, it would be also appear that there's an extensive damage from the earthquake. As your eyes adjust to the dim firelight below, you notice large cracks in the decorative facades. Buildings and walkways that are end in mid-air, and a few stalactites that have broken loose to smash on the buildings and ground beneath them. It would also appear that there are uh, that you are looking at is only a small area of the entire city. The streets headed off into darkness, but in the distance you see torches blink in and out of sight. There must be even more goblins in those areas going in and out of buildings that you can't see from your vantage point. Hopefully, the confusion from the quake will make it easier for you to sneak around in here and find the axe. The only thing you have up here is an uh the only thing up here on this isolated ledge is a crude stone bench in a small wooden crate. Inside the crate is a crystal carafe that holds a pint of fine dwarven mead. Drink it will heal. Oh, 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 okay. Crystal carafe. Carafe. Inside is fine mead. And a plus three HP. Okay, he has three points and restore any damage abilities by one point. Yeah! Because last time there's a lot of poison, if I remember. Also up there, uh, 
Here is a regular stone door, slightly ajar, which leads to a spiraling staircase that winds its way down the cavern wall, presumably to street level. Seeing no other alternative, you ascend into the dark stairwell and merge at the bottom. Right where you expect it to be. The door down here was a secret one, like the door you got into the gatehouse. Only this one must have been damaged from the quake. The locking mechanism no longer works, and you find it half opened. So you pull the door up over. Uh, so you pull your hood up over your head and carefully step into goblin territory to have a look around. The area is large, coal-filled braziers, allowing you to assess the situation. The damage to the city is more evident from down here, and it would seem that the goblin army is in the process of reorganizing themselves. Supplies are being moved to a different location while clues carrying wreckage that is impeding the task. All this activity, along with the goblin piecemeal armor and cloak, will make it easier for you to blend in from your surroundings. Try to give you directions to where the axe should be, and at your first landmark is a dome tower. You see in the distance uh, against the back of the cavern, but there is no straight path to get there, of course. You are at the edge of a three-way intersection. No matter which way you go, it will take three turns to reach the tower. Between the hustle and bustle of the Gom army and the multitude of obstacles left behind by the quake, you're going to have to zigzag your way through the part of the city to avoid detection. Okay. So first things first. If I die in this, because it, it's very likely because I have crap hit points uh, and no like good stuff from, the la from, the, from getting the spider's cave last time, it's just going to be it. Uh, it's going to be it. And then uh, I don't know if I'll do the third part of this. Uh, probably not, because then it's like it's kind of a thing where you have to do the parts in order. So hopefully I'll make it. I'm going to play this by the book like I usually do. So if I die, that's it for Fred the Mighty. All right, so if I go left, go right, go straight. Let's go uh, Go straight. If, if it's straight ahead, we want to go straight. So let's go to page five. Okay. There appears to be... This appears to be the most direct route to your destination, which should keep you from getting lost along the way. Roll run D6 and call... And so the list below. I don't want to do that. Okay, all right. So roll d6. Five. Go to page nine. Okay. You're making good progress along the stone walkway high above the street when it comes to an abrupt end. It looks like a boulder must have come crashing down during the quake, leaving you only a narrow ledge for you to walk on. If you want to cross the narrow ledge, go to page 55. Or you could turn to five to backtrack and spend two more turns reaching the tower. So, all right. So, so okay. So it's, it's telling me I have three turns. So that's the first turn. Okay, and so I'm going to keep going. Uh, we're going to go, uh, let's see, da, 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 narrow ledge, go to page 55. Yeah, we're going to the narrow ledge. We're not doing, doing this. I'm going back. Get the hell out of here. All right, 55. To cross the narrow ledge, you must make a dexterity uh, test against DC 10. To succeed, uh, if you succeed, then return to 5 and roll again, unless this was your last turn, in which case you should turn to page 59. If you fail, roll to 18. Okay, so... Okay, so it's the first one. Uh, so I need a dexterity test of 10. I have a dex plus one. So like 55% chance I'm going to make it. Barely. So that's a 12. Uh, so um, if you can see, return to five. All right, so return to five. Okay. Okay, so that's the first one. This is the second one. So roll a d6. Okay, I like this because like it's it, it's it's sending you back. It's telling you, all right, take three turns to get there. Coming back and forth. All right. Two. Go to page 13. Okay. Uh-oh. I don't like this. There's a goblin next to it. While you're walking down a quiet street, you hear some activity in a nearby building. Against better judgment, you constantly investigate, finding two goblins and a hobgoblin in an abandoned smithy. The goblins are turning into large grinding stone, while the hobgoblin shapes a flat bar of metal. Uh, to signal its completion, the hobgoblin holds up his work in a lantern. Now we get into those dwarf safes, and but before you can finish the sentence, you are noticed, and they attack you with angry growls. Oh, I don't like this. Ooh. Okay, so 
Uh, yeah, so it'll be like, okay, so, uh, let's see. Uh, da -da 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 -da. Let's do this. So first goblin goes on a 14. Second goblin goes on an 18. Screw you. Hobgoblin goes on an 18. Oh, balls. Okay, all right. And I go on an 11. So I go last. So Hobgoblin attacks first. He gets a plus one to attack. And he misses with a one. Screw you. Uh, next one, the goblin attacks. Oop, getting on the thing. Uh, he misses, clinks off my armor. Third goblin attacks. Uh, and he misses, clinks off my armor as well. Ooh, they do a little bit more damage this time. Uh, I am going to attack the hobgoblin first because he does more damage and he's got to go. So uh, that will just make it 14. So a, D, a D6. Uh, three plus three is six. Uh, I bury the axe in his chest and I push him down. Um, and his friends, uh, watch him die. All right. So, so second round, goblin. First goblin gets a five. Second goblin gets a nine. Come on, get me more. And I go first. So I'm gonna attack the other goblin in the face. And I get him in. I get him in the face with a fifteen. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, that's seven points of damage. Just split his skull in half. Uh, but the goblin attacks me. He misses. Third third initiative, 16 he gets. So he goes first. I had I had nine. He attacks me and just misses with a 12. And I attack him with a 14 again. Five damage. He gets four hit points right in the neck. Just whack, 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 whack. Uh, so they're all toast. Ooh, let me tell you, that made me really, really... Mm. really nervous because they do a d6 of damage so like if all three of them hit and all three of them like roll like moderately well like that's that's nighttime for fred the mighty uh so that kind of sucks so i i feel like i gotta get real lucky in this all right so go to page 38 all right let's go to page 38 we gotta find those worth saves none of your fallen components have anything worthwhile aside from cold lantern that the, that the newly made uh, pry bar, which used to crack open dwarven safes. Ooh, so I got a pry bar. Yeah. Okay. Open dwarven safes. The smithy was stripped of anything useful long ago, but you can't help but think that you might find something useful in here. If you want to search the smithy and risk being discovered by a patrol, turn to page three. Otherwise, record the items in your character sheet and return to five. So I got a, a pry bar and a lantern. Oh, come on. Cheap, cheap mechanical pencils. Ah... Uh... I need I need to risk it. Like I need more stuff. Uh, risk it. Uh, to turn to three. Like I need to risk it. Like I need. I'm not gonna survive unless I get some cooler gear. It's just gonna happen. Uh, your persistence pays off when you find a plus one axe under a pile of rubbish. Unfortunately, you are unable to leave before a pack of three gobbles wander to the smith. They see their fallen comrades and feet attack immediately. Um, okay, so I got a plus one axe. Sweet. So plus one axe. And that does a, a plus six to attack, one d six plus four damage. Woo! All right, that's a little bit better. I'm feeling a little better. All right, so let's let's go back to this nonsense again. So our good, our three goblin friends. Write this down. First goblin goes on a sixteen. Second goblin goes on a sixteen. Well, they are just on top of things. Third goblin goes on eleven, and I go on a fourteen. So 
Two goblins get to attack first. So first attack me. Misses with a one. Whew. Second attack. Misses with a ten. Uh, third, uh, no, then I go and I'm going to attack. I'm actually going to attack the last goblin. See, I'm, 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 I'm staggering this. I'm going to attack the last goblin so he won't get to attack me. 17. So 1d6. So that's 1 plus 4 because the plus 1 axe is 5. Splats Town. All right. So then two more goblins on a 10. He's dead. A 10. Ooh, and he gets a 2. And I get an 11. So I go first. I'm going to splat that goblin. And I miss. Damn it. Got, got a 7. For other goblin. Misses me with a 12. That goblin does hit me with a 15. What's my AC now? 15. Yeah, he gets me. But he only does a point of damage. So I'm down to 13 hit points. Okay. So then we uh, re-roll here. First goblin gets an 8. Second goblin gets an 8. We're going on the same turn. I get a 6. So they go first. First goblin misses with a 4. Second goblin misses with a 13. Woo! Look, I got that steel shield, baby. And then I'm going to attack one of the goblins. I just missed. Oh, no, 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 no. I get a plus 6. I get a plus 6. That is 14, so I do hit. So I do 6 points of damage, and a goblin is splatted. All right. Goes on an 8 again, and I go... On a 10. Oh, yeah. That is an 18. And, uh... Oh, yeah. He's toast. I splat him to death. He's dead. So, all three goblins are, um... Dead. And so, I have 13 hit points. Uh, I'm gonna risk it, and I'm not gonna drink that potion right now. So, if you survive, turn to page uh, 5 to roll again, unless you was the last turn 59. So, we'll go back to 5, because it wasn't my last turn, because I got one more. So another d6, 3. Ooh, go to page 34. Okay, 34. I like how this is doing. This is pretty fun. You found a goblin stories area. Aside from some water and basic supplies, there isn't much else here. Return to 5 and roll again. Unless it's your last turn, in which case turn to 55. So, um, supplies isn't much here. Uh, so you find some water and basic supplies. So I'm going to write down some I'm water. Because I'm a pack rat. Okay, so otherwise turn to page 59, which it is my last turn. Three turns. Go to page 59. Okay. You have finally reached the destination. If you are heading for the dome, turn to page 16. But if you are heading back to the gatehouse, turn to page 56. Uh, heading toward the dome, turn to page 16. All right. Let's go to 16. All right. You finally reach the dome tower at the far edge of the cavern. To your relief, it is unoccupied for the moment, so you make your way to the top balcony as tried and instructed. The view of the city is quite good from up here, but you need to make your way to the rear of the building. As you were told, there's a narrow ledge that wraps around the outside of the tower at the back. So you carefully work your way along until you see the bridge. Hidden from street view is a short bridge that spans the gap from the roof of this tower to a tunnel of the cavern wall behind it. A bridge that you never find unless you know where it already was. You can see the tunnel is completely dark, so you may only continue on with this adventure if you have a light source. I got the lantern. So if you have a light source, turn to page one. Otherwise, you need to find one returning to the street. <laughs> uh, turn to one. So, yeah. We have to go back to one. Uh, 
Okay, the tunnel descends steeply through rough stairs carved in places where it would be tricky to keep your footing. There's a stone door at the end of the tunnel that opens a dark, empty room with yet another secret door in the opposite wall that brings you into an empty building. You leave the door slightly ajar so you won't have trouble finding it on the way back. Through a window, you see the occasional flicker of torchlight in the darkness telling you there is now, uh, you're now in one of those distant caverns that you see from a ledge. But heading straight out the door, you come into the next landmark. The main street in the sect of the sector of the city is marked by two ruts down the center of the lane. Treader says that they're from mining carts being pushed up and down the road for a few centuries, and the twin grooves eventually became known as tracks. By following these tracks, you come to an archway with a symbol of a large key, uh, and that is where you'll find the axe. To get to safely without encountering the torchbearers, you need to make three surprise rolls. Oh, damn it. Uh, uh, for the goblins, adjusted for any dexterity bonuses or penalties you might have. You may subtract a positive modifier uh, from the die roll, but uh, you must add any negative modifiers to the roll. As a, uh, a result, one or two indicates that you have managed to stay hidden. A three or four indicates you have been noticed by a goblin, and a five or six indicates you have been noticed by a hobgoblin. Either will attack you immediately. <sighs> okay, this is a slog. Alright, so... um. So I need to, okay, make three surprise rolls. Okay, so, okay, so first surprise roll. I make it with a two. All right, sneak, 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 sneak. Second surprise roll. I don't make it in a five, so it's a hobgoblin. Dang it, he sees me. It's time to fight. He goes in a five. I go first on a 12. His AC is 14. I get an 18. I roll three plus four is seven. I, you know, chop into the neck until like he's a Pez dispenser and he falls down dead. All right. So I mean, I should I should write down how many goblins. It's too late now. I've killed a ton of them. Uh, okay. I was gonna write down my my kill count. So, all right. Another D six. Another freaking hobgoblin. All right. He goes in a twelve. I go first on a sixteen. I hit and I make him do a Pez dispenser again. So that's two hobgoblins down. All right, let's try it again. Yes! That's two sneak checks. All right, so, and then three, uh, so, I mean, it's not just sneak checks, surprise checks. Last surprise check. Dang it, hobgoblin. He goes in a 10. I go in a 9. He goes first. Ooh, and he hits me, and he does, he does seven points of damage. Damn. Okay, so that is, uh, so I have how many points left? Uh, so I got six hit points left. So now I get to attack him. I hit. I do nine points of damage. He's done. He's done's town. Uh, okay, so I, I'm at, no, I'm at number one. All right, I gotta go check. Well, how much is a healing potion, uh, uh, worth? Da -da -da -da. Okay, hold on. Uh, let's see. Okay, potion healing. 1d6 plus 3 hit points. Okay, so I need I need to chug that healing potion because I got original healing potion. So 7 hit points. So I'm back up to... I'm back up to 13. Which makes me feel a little bit better, but oh man, that sucked. Those fights can get, get out of hand pretty quick. Okay, so d6. I fight a goblin. Let's get back to the thing. I fight a goblin. He goes on seven. I go on six. He goes first. He misses with a ten. And I hit him with a sixteen and just crush his face open. Just blah, blah, blah. 
All right, I'm still kind of getting around. Yes, two. All right, so I'm out. So uh, you survive three surprise checks, go to eight. So I survived three surprise checks. Oh, dang it. There's more of these guys. All right. So the archway mark with the key is up, is your last landmark, and you pass through it with a sense of relief. This corner of the cavern is complete and occupied, but a new feeling of dread comes you. What you first thought was natural rock formations all over the cavern floor are actually piles of junk, some bigger than a house. Finding an axe makes all this mess could take forever, but then you notice a few dwellings at the back of the cave. Inside one of them, you find what you're looking for, an axe handle sticking out of the stone wall. It wasn't easy getting there, and as you reach to grab the weapon, it's hard not to be a little worried. That treader was wrong about humans being able to use dwarven enchantments. Nervousness is replaced by excitement as the weapon's runes seem to awaken as you touch the blade and it slinks out of the wall with a satisfying shh. Ooh, yeah. Alright, it isn't a large axe, and it definitely looks like it was made for cutting rock instead of being used in battle, but it doesn't stop you from taking a few test jabs at the cavern wall. It's hard not to grin like a kid playing with a new toy, but this fantastic item has just given you hope in a seemingly hopeless situation. Oh, it's such a downer for the mighty. Your good mood uh, even helps you to see the piles of junk in a new way. Huge piles of damaged armor were being separated into smaller piles of plates and bindings, and the same thing uh, was being done with shields, weapons, and all manner of metal items that you can't ease, even identify. What you thought was a horrific mess is actually an organized sorting operation. These doors didn't waste anything. Of course they didn't. To return to the tunnel safely without encountering any torchbearers, you need to make three surprise rolls for the goblins, adjusting for any dexterity bonuses or penalties you might have. You must attract a positive modifier from your roll, uh, but you must add a negative modifier to your roll. Add a result of one or two indicates that you've managed to stay hidden. Three or four indicates no spot goblin. Five or six indicates for hobgoblin. Either will attack you immediately. <sighs> so we got to do this over again. Oh. Oh, it's fun, but I don't, I don't like this. All right, so a d6 run to a freaking goblin he goes on an 18 he goes first so he attacks me he misses i attack back to him uh i miss him Ooh, okay he goes on an eight i go on a 10 that's a 13 plus 6 19 so long mr goblin you dead town all right so d6 fighting a hobgoblin and he goes on a 16 i go on an 18 so i go first and i miss he goes and he also misses he gets a 17 and 11 he goes first to attack me 16 dang it i miss so he gets hold on he only does two damage to me still that's not happy i'm at 11 hit points all right so and then i get to attack him 10 i missed dang it all right back to top he gets a six i get a 10 i go first i get 11 i miss he gets a 10 he misses he gets a 15 i also get a 15 so i think we go with the same time i think so so uh he'll he'll miss and i will also miss man this is just a comedy errors around here he gets a four i get an at 20 i go first finally 18 nine points of damage kill that freaking hobgoblin all right now i'm gonna have to drink my dwarven mead uh so i'm gonna go back up to 14 hit points i'm gonna pry that out crystal i'm, I'm fine i'm gonna get rid of the fine mead 
because I'm still going to carry the crystal thing. I'm not going to get rid of that. But uh, yeah, because I can't run. I can't ha have lower hit points. Like I just, I just can't right now. So d6, four. I fight another freaking goblin. All right, fifteen. He goes first. I go second. He attacks. He hits for six points of damage. Damn. Okay, eight. And then I attack him. Uh, I just miss. He gets an 18. I get nine. He goes first. He hits again. He does three points of damage. I'm at five hit points. My turn. I I have to drink a potion this round. I have to. That's what I have to do. I have to drink a potion. Uh, so, so eight. 11 so I'm back up to I'm back up to 15 hit points that's what I do with my turn and I'm down to one potion of extra healing okay I'm I, I I'm thinking I'm gonna have to chug one of those giant potion of strength like I can't I can't keep losing like this all right so uh, so he gets a 13 12 he goes first he misses and I hit finally dead goblin dead all right all right, so what I'm going to do here is I'm going to pause this uh, for a minute while I keep doing this because, honestly, that first part took pr uh, pretty quick, pretty quick. It was pretty quick on that, but the second part, um, I'm just feeling like I'm getting the, uh, the like the, the, the Chronicles of Arax kind of feel where it's just like nonstop rolling dices for like 30 minutes. So I'm going to pause it here, and hopefully Fred the Mighty will be back triumphant over these freaking goblin and hobgoblins. Okay, and I'm... I'm back, and it's really funny because literally right after I paused the recording, uh, I made three things in a row. Like I like it, like I did. I fought one more goblin, but like basically I did three in a row and basically got out of this. So I'm at 15 hit points, down a potion. That sucks. All right. So if you survive three surprise checks, go to page 28. Do it. Upon returning to the hidden room, you see something you hadn't noticed before. What you thought was a random pet on the wall looks like dwarven ruins, only different from what you've seen so far. Instead of the reg uh, regular orderly ruins that decorate the city, they seem to be non-conformed and in disarray. Perhaps it was a dwarven child learning how to make ruins properly, like human kids scratching their names on a tree. You make a mental note to mention the carvings to Treader and proceed to the tower. Return to the gatehouse will be just as difficult as it was to get to the tower. You can see the high ledge in the distance, cavern wall, but there is no straight path to get there. No matter which way you go, uh, it will take you three turns to reach the stairs at the base of the wall. Um, if you go straight, turn to page five. Okay, take three turns. So turn to page five. Uh, this appears to be the most direct route to your destination, which should keep you from getting lost along the way. Roll a d6. Oop. One. Go to page 22. Okay. As you head into area they thought was unoccupied, but then run into a couple of hobgoblins playing dice. At first, they are surprised, thinking you have been caught shirking your duties, but soon realize you're intruding an attack. Okay, two hobgoblins. All right, so first hobgoblin goes on first. He goes on a 20. Screw you, hobgoblin. Second hobgoblin goes on a 4. And I go on a 2, so I go last. So first her hobgoblin attacks. Um, he gets a plus one to attack. He misses. Second goblin attacks. He actually hits, but he only does two damage. So I'm at 13, and then I get to attack, and I freaking miss. <sighs> All right, so again, first hobgoblin gets an 11. 
second hobgoblin gets a 7, and I get an 18. So uh, screw this nonsense. I am going to drink a potion of giant strength. I'm going to chug that sucker. Uh, risk getting the snot beat out of me. Um, so I get uh, plus, what is it, plus 5 um, uh, to hit and damage. All right. You ready for getting ready, Hobgoblins? All right, well, hopefully you don't kill me this time. One attacks, he hits. Second attacks, he misses. So first attack, he does three points of damage. I'm down to ten hit points. It still could be all over for Eric the Mighty if they get get clever. All right, so so first person, Hobgoblin gets a one. Second one also gets a one. I get a four, and I'm going to attack. Ooh, that's like 20-something. All right, so... Uh, and I do max damage. Oh my goodness. So that is what? 6 plus 10. So 15 points of damage. Just cut him in half. Like some kind of samurai movie or something. Other one goes to attack me. Um, and he hits. And he has 6 points of damage. My goodness. So I get 4. Alright. I, I, I can't risk taking another potion. So uh, he gets a 16. He goes first. He goes to attack me. Fuck. He gets 20. All right, so if I roll above a three, that's it for Eric the Mighty. Like, he's finished. Like, he's done. He's done. He gets a six point, uh, and he, he kills him. Uh, other, if you, you survive, go to page 54. Um, otherwise, your adventure's over. So Eric the Mighty gets killed by a hobgoblin. He's got the axe, has a bunch of stuff, but that's it. He's he's done. He's toast. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Yeah, that's that kind of sucks. So... So that that's the end of Fred the Mighty, and uh, you know the the second part of the Lost City, the Doors of Prologues. Um, so we'll, we'll do a little bit of post mortem here because we got some time because they didn't actually make it all the way back. But um, I like this. I thought it was fun. I like the way that it plays around with um, moving back and forth between different things. Like you have so many turns to get here and things like that. That kept things interesting. A lot of fights in this one. Um, I think if the one thing, uh, and I haven't seen this hit out directly yet in any kind of one of these that I played, like these solo adventures, um, especially ones that have to do with like combat and things like that, is that unless um, you are amazing and have tons of hit points, like you're automatically at a disadvantage. There's no way to kind of overcome that. Like in a regular role-playing game, if you have like low amount of hit points, like, well, okay, that's that's fine. You can play play it slick. You can, you know, hide in the shadows. You can avoid combat. You can do all these other things because, you know, you don't have a lot of hit points. But in these types of games, like if you have low hit points, it's like you're just you're just over. You're forced to fight. You have to have a lot of hit points. That's the end of it. Like so, if you make a and that's and that's the one thing I don't like about a lot of these games. And like to a lesser extent, this one. This one actually is actually really good. Give it to Christopher uh, uh, J A Young. Like this is really good. Uh, but it's that if you don't have a lot of hit points or don't have a high strength score or don't have like max scores and are awesome like you're destined for to, for, for for failure you know especially when you're just fighting goblin after goblin i mean it's just really the luck of the, the role if you're if you're going to do okay so i guess i guess um i died um treader will starve to death um in that rock he'll never get out um and then we're in tomb forever with our uh, goblin friends so that's the <laughs> that's the end of uh uh lost city of the dwarves uh, not just solo adventure anymore. So, uh, that was a lot of fun. So that this this is by far, um, I think so far when it comes to like fighting fantasy style 
things I've done so far. I think this is my favorite. I think this is my favorite so far. Um, yeah, I just think there is like there's it, it's it still relies a little bit too much on chance in a lot of areas and and not enough on um uh like skill and making choices and things. I'm really big about choice and not being about because like if I was able to roll better on hit points or roll better on the spider thing in the previous session i could have got some sweet gear that could have really helped out and instead it was kind of eh you know luck of the draw but then again it's life sometimes bad thing happens and you die underground with a bunch of goblins oh, all right all right so thanks for listening again and uh yeah you can pick these things up uh free and drive through rpg press there's three of them and uh, if you're looking to get the actual game books you can also get them there i think you get them on amazon too i believe so yeah so you've been listening to another fine we Hate Bars podcast. Good night, folks.